Hey, Foamies, it's time for another episode of the ITF Flowcast. Today, we have a great interview with Greg Reed, the new president of the IWCA. And we're going to learn about his origins into the uh, window cleaning industry. We're going to see how he got involved with the IWCA. Uh, and you're going to want to listen to the end of the interview because I think he's breaking some news here. He's going to talk about some really interesting things that the IWC has cooked up. Uh, so you're, gonna want, you're not going to want to miss this. But before we get to the interview, we just wanted to wish everyone uh, who's going to be traveling to the IWC convention, please have safe travels. Enjoy the convention. Learn as much as you can. I mean, this, a lot of stuff that's there in those classes can just really change your, your business for the better. So we hope you enjoy it. And we hope you enjoy this interview with Greg Reed. Flow on. Hey, Flomies, this is Gabe from Gabe Spotless Window Cleaning. We got another edition of the ITF Flowcast, and uh, we have a very special guest today. I've one I've been wanting to speak to for a long time. We got Greg Reed for us from Sunshine Window Cleaning, and of course, also the IWCA. Uh, so we look forward to getting to know you a little better. How you doing there, Greg? Doing great. Thank you, Gabe. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for making the time to talk with us. I know you have a long history with the industry. Uh, and uh, so now when you get started, did you start directly with Sunshine Window Clean? Is that your, where you guys started that business or how, how did you get involved with it? Yeah, I started Sunshine Window Cleaning um, almost 29 years ago. Wow. And how I was, did you want to hear how I was that yeah. started that? So yeah, absolutely. I, uh, it's kind of a funny story. I, uh, I'd moved to Savannah, Georgia and I followed a gal that I was in, engaged to while I'd asked her to marry me. Uh -huh. That's and she said stories. yes she said yes after she got her master's degree and it was actually in savannah georgia savannah college of art and design okay so we were going to college together at the time so we moved to savannah and while we were living there she um i was substitute teaching for a side job okay and going to school part-time and when she finished up her degree um we moved back to Boise, but while I was in Savannah, I started cleaning windows on the side with a guy I met at church. And he said, mm -hmm. Hey, you want to clean windows with me when you're not substituting? And I said, sure. So we would go out and clean windows at Hilton Head Island and all over Savannah. And it was a lot of fun and I had a great time. And so when I moved back to Boise, I didn't think I would ever do windows again. Mm -hmm. I was finishing my degree in social work. And while I was in school, um, I decided, you know, I'd love to start a business, just business. For some reason, it just got a hold of me. And I started, uh, I thought about doing a juice business. Remember when juice was a really big yes. deal? Actually, I have, a, I have a friend who started one and he ran it for a couple of years and then he got out of it. But yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's, it was really exciting just starting it out, trying to figure out how I can make a business out of it. Well, what any good business guy would do is go to work for somebody, right? And right. In the juice it's business. An experience. <laughs> to see what I'm getting myself into. So I did that. And about a month into it, they promoted me to manager. And I thought about it and I said, I don't think I want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so that exact day, two kids came by uh, two guys, one um, named Tony and the other guy named Myro. And I walked outside to pay them when they were done cleaning the windows. And it hit me. I was like, you know, I really enjoyed window cleaning. I should ask these guys if they're interested in working with me or me working with them. <clears throat> so I walked outside, paid them and said, hey, what do you think about working together um, in the window business? And they said, you can have, 
you can have our business. I go, I go, really? What do you mean? And he said, we're actually gearing up right now to move to Eugene to blow glass and smoke grass. <laughs> so they literally two wow. weeks later moved to Eugene, Oregon and left me with, it was like six or seven accounts. Uh, one of them was a decent one. The rest of them were just small storefronts. And, uh, but it kind of got my foot in the door. Sure. I created the name Sunshine with those guys. They helped me figure it out. We had a huge <laughs> lift and we figured it out and, and weeded it down to Sunshine. And weeded so, it. Yeah. <laughs> weeded it. Nice. But um, so, uh, so I just started going around all over downtown Boise and getting jobs here and there and then started getting residential jobs and mm-hmm. and that's how I got my start in the window cleaning business and I didn't know what I was doing you know um took me a while and I never really took it seriously I did other jobs you know this was just a side job and then one day I decided to take it seriously and mm-hmm. um had you know guys working for me and decided to like I better if I'm going to do anything with this you know either I use my social work or I use, I go for the window cleaning. Mm-hmm. So I decided to be social and work in the window cleaning <laughs> industry. There you go. <laughs> oh. You know, we, we have a very similar origin story because I, oh, I really? was kind of the same thing. Yeah, I had, a, I had a buddy who was a window cleaner and um, he would take me once in a while just to go like do scrub work, you know, when he had a big job. I didn't know how to clean windows. But then same thing, you know, my wife and I were talking and we're just like, oh, I, I, we would really love to have a business where we could have control of our schedule make better money, you know, have freedom to do stuff that we wanted to do. And um, yeah, and so we, I ended up buying uh, some accounts from my friend and it was just, you know, little, little dinky storefronts, a whole bunch, probably about like 600 bucks a month worth of work, you know? And then I bought them and then like maybe a quarter of them quit me right, right at the beginning, you know, they, just, they took it as an opportunity to go find someone else. Um, but same thing, I didn't hardly know anything. I mean, he gave me about two hours of training and they did make a little video. They made a cool video. I really got to put this on on online one of these days because they made such a funny video of training for me. But um, yeah, I mean, six months into it, I mean, I was ready to quit. I just, I was so frustrated and I just didn't feel like I was doing a good job, you know? And, uh, but he, he he would come and check up on me every once in a while. And he was, you know, he's like, Gabe, Gabe, you got to relax, man. See those people in there? Do you think they really care about this little drip right here? They don't know they're working. They're, you know, just... Yeah focus on yourself. You'll get better. Don't yeah. sweat it. You know, and that was, that was good advice. Cause uh, you know, I, I ended up, you know, just a few months later feeling a lot more confident, you know, but uh, yeah, I, I really, I had no intention that, you know, it just was one of those fluke things where I just wanted a business and I just happened to know someone who had a business, a uh, window cleaning business and it, it just, just kind of fell out. into it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's so cool. now how long did you work where you were just you know, single operator, like, did that take you a long time before you start hiring or did you start hiring pretty quick? You know, I was a single operator for, I don't know, a couple, two, three years. And then I would buy a house in the, um, in the fall. And I ended up getting my real, real estate license and would do that on the side. So I'd buy a house in the fall. And then my guys and I, you know, I had a couple guys working for me. This is early on. Mm-hmm. We would spend the, the winter flipping a house and then we'd get it fixed up I'd rent it out buy another house while I was fixing up the second house I'd rent that out for you know until the two years was up and then I could sell it 
and for the tax benefit of having right. it for two years. So I did that probably six or seven times. So that worked out pretty good. And that's how I kept my guys around in the winter. And uh, that's pretty smart. Yeah. I mean, it was just, I had to do something. Otherwise you lose your guys and then you have to start all over. Right. So um, I did that for probably, I would say I was just flopping around, didn't know what I was doing for probably 10 years. Hmm. And, you know, I had other jobs during that. And then I, so then I decided to really take it seriously. And when I did that, I, I started hiring people to manage my company. And okay. really, that was a secret sauce to really growing to the next level. And I've talked to some other guys at ITF about this too. Um, you know, what you need, what are the steps you need to take really to go to that level to where you hire somebody? And, and that's a tough step to take, right? Yeah. Yeah. Giving up so. control. So hiring somebody to run the office, answer the phone calls, um, mm -hmm. schedule jobs, uh, find uh, find new new jobs for us, that type of stuff is really the the best step that we took, and then uh, just kind of grew from there. And then I, exactly ten years ago, I hired Janelle Davis. Yeah, and you know Janelle. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know her well, but I know who she is. Yeah, I know she yeah, she's coming to the con convention in Orlando. Yeah. With me, uh -huh. So you'll have to get to know her better. She's great. So when I hired her, I hired her as a window cleaner. And so she worked her way up. And with, within, within a year, she was in the office and showing me how to do stuff. And, and we started brainstorming every day and <clears throat> figuring out how to grow, all, automate everything. And that really is what set, you know, blew up my business. And then she ended up going through college while she was working for me, got her degree in business. Okay. And that helped out even more. And I supported her through that. And she ended up getting a degree and, and you applied all the skills she learned from school to the business. Mm -hmm. And then um, actually started doing uh, a cleaning aspect of our business. She wanted to add that. Mm -hmm. I didn't, but she did. She did. <laughs> it's worked out well, you know, they kind of work hand in hand and, it's worked out well so Very now cool. i have now now i have uh three management three people on the management team a guy named james mary and janelle and the, those guys kill it they do such a good Very job cool. yeah so how long would you say it was until you started hire like hiring the uh, office staff well like i said um that was about 10 years in okay so 10 years you've been in business for about 30 you said right right so, so that's pretty, that's pretty soon. I mean, I, I know for me, I mean, it took me about 15 to Did it? when I hired. Yeah. About, I'd say 17 years. I, I'm, I'm about 21 years into it almost. And uh, it, it took me a long time before I trusted people. You know, it's, it's that, that mentality. Oh, no one, no one knows my customers like me. I know how to schedule just right. You yeah. know, and, and you, you start realizing that you're, you're devoting so much time to these small little details that you could have someone else who may not do it as perfect as you, but they're going to, they could do it good enough. And now that, well, and they may not, and they may do it better and they might do it better. Exactly. Especially over I, time. I mean, now, you know, I, so I've had office staff for a couple of years and, and now I, I am scared to schedule anything because I know they got their systems. Oh and yeah. I, got their, I don't schedule. I haven't scheduled in years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, literally I, I would say four or five years ago, I stopped doing estimates as much. And I started letting, so James and Janelle, they do all the estimates for me. They, they pretty much, they don't even need me really. Uh, <laughs> but 
I think the guys nowadays have such a, um, a bigger step forward with the way technology has grown. Yeah. And literally, um, like we have, you know, responsive it is. We have our mm -hmm. own responsive it. I actually developed right. it. I remember you telling me about that. You told me at one of the conventions. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, our gal can sit there and walk him through this and, and doesn't really have to know everything right off the bat, but she's way better than that now. I mean, she, she does it all. She's really good, Mary. But um, yeah, I mean, I think guys nowadays, they don't have to wait as long as we did yeah. to jump forward if they want, if they want to take that route. Absolutely. Yep. Um, so I know for you, one of the things that's important for you is your family. And you wanted to make sure that as you grew, you still had time for your family. So like, why don't you talk a little bit about that, how you've got that balance between things that are important to you and, and, but still wanting to maintain the business and give it its proper attention. Well, I'd say the, the, the number one thing that I enjoy about my business besides my team is, uh, you know, having a little bit more time to spend with my family. You know, my daughter, she's a little artist and she's excited to, in a few years, she actually turns 14 this weekend, but she will be, her name's Avery and she's my youngest. And she, oh. she wants to start doing window painting. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's cool. So, you know, holiday painting, you know, yeah, yeah. whatever uh -huh. season. So all my accounts, she's going to start going out and painting them. I'm really excited about that. Then I have Julia, who's my middle kid middle daughter and she um <clears throat> i got her into hunting and got to take her out and shoot some shoot a deer for the first time a few years ago and mm -hmm. turkey hunting and stuff cool. and she loves that yeah, yeah. so that's been really fun for me and she loves it <clears throat> and then my uh oldest son his name's skyler he's 26 he uh he worked for a cell tower company in town that actually were all, they're all over the place. Um, but he was tired of being away from his family. And uh, I'd given him a book by Tommy Mello and he read it and wanted to open up a garage door business here in Boise. And so I called Tommy and I said, hey, uh, what do you think about us starting a garage door business here? You know, um, could you help us out getting started? Yeah. And he said, well, I'll fly you guys down here and see what you think. So we went down there and really enjoyed it. Um, got to learn the whole business and he trained us and everything. And he trained Skylar and then, mm -hmm. and then said, you know, I'd be willing to open a one garage door in Boise if you would be involved. And I agreed to do it. And so I kind of, it was, I facilitated basically a one. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. So um, and then I ran it until I could pass it over to Skylar. And so he took it over. Okay. So he's doing it now. Well, sort of, it's a long sort story. <laughs> he cool. actually ended up getting himself uh, uh, in trouble and, but now he works for another garage door company. Oh, okay. Well, I guess you use the skills, huh? <laughs> but he loves it. Yeah. He loves it. And that's what happened. So it's all good. And uh, I really enjoy it. My, my wife, Rachel, and I uh, get to spend uh, four out of four or five week, uh, four out of five um, days a week, we get the grandkids over to our oh, house for about nice. three to four hours. Yeah. So Duke and Michaela, uh, Duke's four going on five, Michaela's eight going on nine. 
And so we get to spend a lot of time with them too. And that's, that's, that actually is the best. I love that. Yeah. That's really cool. Very cool. Nice. Well, that's good that you're able to kind of arrange that. And I, I know that's, that's, I'm, I'm trying to build towards that myself. You know, mm -hmm. I'm trying to get off the glass. Um, I've got a really good crew right now. And right now we're just working on systems and we're working on making sure that uh, whoever comes in, you know, kind of has the, they know what they're supposed to do. They know, uh, uh, you know, we, we have things in place because I'm finding before when I had three to four people who worked for me, it wasn't as hard to kind of train everyone and, and know that everyone was on the same page. Now that I'm up to seven techs, uh, I'm not always sure of who knows what, you know, and I assume that they know and then they don't and then the customers get upset, you know, so that's yeah. what we're really working towards right now. So, uh, yeah, you're definitely someone I'll be picking, picking your brain uh, as we grow and, and try to get things in order. Because I, I, same thing, I want to spend time with my family. You know, I've been doing this for 20 years and, you know, I just had this, this neck issue. I, I just, I, wow. I tweaked my neck and I had to get, go to urgent care and get muscle relaxers and I've been doing physical therapy. So I've been off the glass there and just to, so I can heal. And I just, it's just a sign. I, I realize I don't have that much, you know, that many more days left in me to actually do the work. So I've got to start molding the business to where it can continue on it with me as running it but not doing the actual work working on the business and not in the business exactly exactly yeah. so that's yeah that's funny because that's some of the things we did you know i always analyze the numbers and we we basically uh we have a whole uh whole spreadsheet that basically categorizes everything that our that our uh, team members do and it's a performance review basically and it breaks down everything and it populates out what we could pay them, uh, what their max pay could be and where they fall, where we should be paying them and stuff. Mm -hmm. So we do a lot of that too. And uh, one of the things we did that really increased our uh, PFAs, what we call them, um, was we went from two man, we were, we were pretty much just all two man crews. Mm -hmm. We ran two man crews, that's what we did. Yeah, that's what we did. And, and we actually, uh, tried out running one man crews. Mm -hmm. So we have, so we kind of split the crews in half. So we had half of them, one man crews, the rest are two man crews. And uh, so, and we have a couple trainers. So a couple of guys are always taking guys out to train. And those are some of the two man crews, but the one man crew guys bring in way more money Interesting. for every hour that they work than the two man crews. And it benefits those guys because they're able to make more money for the company which enables that allows us to pay them more. Right. So, cause it's all calculated out. And I show them, I said, here's, here's how it works. Here's what we can pay um, for labor. And if you can bring in this and do this, I'll pay you more. I'm happy. I want to, I want to pay you more. Cause mm -hmm. that means you're doing a better job and you're doing it. So anyway, I just thought I'd throw that out there. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so, and that justifies extra trucks then. Yeah, yeah. Some of the guys, some of the guys like to run one man by themselves. Mm -hmm. Other guys don't want to. So we kind of, you know, cater to that. I, I heard it said the other day that if you had two guys, I don't know, I'm gonna know if I'm gonna say this right. And let's say one guy, one guy was really good at something, mm -hmm. um, and the other, or let's say one guy was really strong but not very fast, and the other guy was fast but not very strong. What would you think? You'd say, well, if the guy's not very, the guy's not very strong, right? 
start putting him in the gym and getting him to work out <laughs> a guy that's really strong, but not very fast. Start having him do a lot more, you know, being, you know, running and stuff. Well, actually, no, <laughs> think about it. If the guy's really strong and every fast work on his strengths. Yeah. Count, yeah, right? absolutely. Have him keep working and doing that. And the guy's fast, right. Have him get it faster. That way he can be the best at what he's good at. So yeah. that's kind of why I brought that up. I heard that the other day and I thought that was pretty clever. No, that's, that's definitely our, our philosophy at, at our company is I really try to work on the strengths. And if someone is good in an area, um, you know, and it doesn't mean that we don't try to get them to build their skills in other areas, but on the job, I want them, I want everyone doing what's their strength. And I try to pair them according to their strengths. You know, one, uh, it may be better in one area and the other one is another area. Yeah. And you know, as much as we can, sometimes it doesn't always, you know, we can't do it, but uh, I definitely believe in letting people do what they're good at and feel good about that. Mm -hmm. you know? uh, I got a young guy who came over from a commercial background and um, he's an excellent pole puller. I mean, he knows how to use the pole um, and he, he likes wagtail, you know, and, and he's just really good at these really high, hard to reach windows, you know? So I really, I really let him do that because he's good at it. And he, he enjoys it. I mean, he just gets a kick out of it, you know? So I give him an opportunity to, to work on that. And, and then, you know, I got other workers that have various skills. Some are not as fast and, and I let them work on like the tracks and, and work on the screens and, and the stuff that, you know, not that they, they will never clean windows because they do, you know, when they need to, but I try to give them those jobs. But it's like you said, you know, you're, you're, you're not trying to get the best all around worker. <laughs> you're trying to get the best crew. <laughs> so right. that means enhancing what their, their skills are already and taking advantage of, of those to, to get them. I have one, I have, it's always nice to have a couple guys that are just good at everything. Mm -hmm. Right. And I have that guy, Brad Whitehall, and he's been with me five plus years, I want to say, mm -hmm. and he's going to be at the convention oh, nice. to the convention. He's such a great guy I and mean, the guy can do anything. And if there's a callback, he takes care of it. You know, he could deal with the customers very, really well. He, he actually does train a lot of our training. So when the guys are in the field, they have a, a training log and they have to log off that they've been trained on everything. And then one of my jobs is to uh, review them. So I'll go take them out on one day and review everything they're doing and try to make sure they're doing everything safely. And <laughs> that's yeah. not always what I see. Oh, man. So, we, but we, it's we, great because that's why I go out there, right? Yeah, we just had a safety meeting and or, I mean, I, I trained everyone, got everyone Ocean 1910 certified. And then today on the job, I went to go check it out. And there's a guy running this ladder on like a corner of the cell. It's like, oh, <laughs> you know, I, know. I just had, I just had a guy that walked up on on a roof and he walked around to do the windows in front of the garage above the above the garage. And he just walked out on the edge. Oh. And I said, what are you doing? That is not what I've trained you. That's not how I've trained you. But it was great because it gave me the opportunity. I made him sign off again on that section. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not allowed to be walking on a roof um, like that. So, um, and here's how you put the ladder, set the ladder up for these jobs. So anyway, yeah, getting in the yeah. weed here. No, it is. And, you know, I think that's, that's one of the things I miss being in the field as much, um, I felt like I did, I was, I'm a, I'm a good trainer, you know, 
and, and like I sent a, I sent some guys to a job that I've done, you know, 50 times maybe, and it's a big house and they got some tricky windows, but I, I have such an efficient route that we get this job done relatively fast. I mean, it's good. We have a good earnings on it, you know, per, per, per man hour typically, but I, this is the first time I sent three guys there by themselves without me on, on site. And I tried to outline the, the directions as best I could in the, in the notes of the customer. And I, I described what, you know, what's the best way. And they, they ran long. They didn't finish it that day. We had to go back the next day to finish it. And I was just like, oh, you know, that's one of those times I wish I was there because I know if I would have just shown them once, then the next time they would have been able to do it. But unfortunately, I didn't, I don't have anybody who was with me on that job last time, you know, or at least no one who was available that day. So it's just one of those things where you got to try to, tr you know, teach them how to be efficient. And I, I don't think every, even, even really good window cleaners who are skilled don't always understand efficiency and, and having a strategy. Yeah, you know, you always get the guys who every, after everything they do, they wipe their squeegee. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, you try to tell them, you know, just slap the window and fix yeah, that. Yeah. Or they, exactly. they finish it and they have to towel, you know, every little thing. And I'm like, just take your time and, you have to go back do it again just don't you don't have to use your towel yeah they'll go through like a truckload of towels a day and you're like so all those little things really matter yeah what helped me is i used to do high rise i left this part out of my of my story but actually i had actually started a window cleaning um, business in portland oregon mm. on top of my boise idaho business Okay. So I kind of had this really fun time. I wasn't, I didn't make, I wasn't making a lot of money back then, but it was really fun. I'd fly to Portland, have my jobs there and then fly back here. And I had crews in both spots. It was a lot of fun. And I got to do a lot of high rise window cleaning. Um, so I had met a guy there. The same thing happened. He was moving to Vegas to deal cards and then do window cleaning piecework during the day. So he showed me the ropes, literally, uh, went down high rise, <laughs> and then he took off and he gave me a bunch of the equipment and I started doing high rise there. And it was crazy because there, you know, when you're doing high rise, you don't use towels. Not on high rise. I mean, we didn't, yep. you know, you learn to use the edge of your blade to edge things or whatever. And if you left a little street, you could just take your squeegee and edge it mm -hmm. right off. And sometimes it'd be raining and we'd be up there and doing it. But uh, yeah, I learned a lot from that and <clears throat> helped me out. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Very, so I, it just seems like that would be counterintuitive to buy something so far away that you have to fly out to do work, I guess. was. Oh, it back, back then, flying to Portland from here was 39 bucks each way. Oh, wow. Okay, I got and, you. And uh, one of my best friends lived there. And so I had a place to live and I had a van there. And then I had Hoffman Construction. They were like a big construction company and they were building hotels all over the place there. So a lot of it, almost all my work out there was construction cleaning. Gotcha. So it worked out. Very cool. So what was your entrance into the IWCA? So I, I got in the IWCA years and years ago. <clears throat> Went to a few conventions, probably about three or five, three to four. And then I just kind of just didn't, feel like it was helping me at all you know I, I didn't really get a lot out of it and it's mainly because I was so busy sure. right when you're so busy and you don't have any money to spend and you can't and you're yeah. you're just struggling to get by it was pretty tough 
And that's why I think the IWCA now is really pivoted to where now it's basically, you know, um, um, if I was starting out, if I was in the same place when I first started, went to the IWCA now, mm-hmm. it would have been so much more helpful. I would yeah. have got so much more out of it. It's more inclusive. It's more all about taking care of each other. Um, it's a, and somebody just said this the other day, um, who was that? Oh, I think um, Unger um, Henry was talking about the IWCA. And he said that he, he sees the IWCA now as a brotherhood. Mm, nice. Or, or sisterhood, you got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Um, and, and, it, and that's the way I've wanted it to be ever since I joined the board. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's finally getting there. And trust me, I'm not, I'm not taking any credit for that. I think it's been the board in front of me that's done most, they've done all the heavy lifting. But, you know, um, but it's been really great uh, being a part of the board and just seeing everything change. And uh, we got rid of all the stuff that wasn't really important. And we started making the people and the membership, the members in the, that are in the IWCA, the important part of who we are and taking nice. care of them and taking care of their needs. And really just like talking to guys all the time about, hey, how can we help you? Here's how we do it. Maybe you know, with this, can we help you out? So it's become that and I love that. Yeah. Well, I, I got to say, you know, I, I'm in only in my third year of membership and I've, I've seen the difference just in the three years. Um, just like you said, I, I think the inclusiveness, um, uh, the first year I went, I just went, I went, it was the Phoenix one. So I just, but I just showed up just to do the trade show. I didn't, wasn't going to take any classes. I just wanted to see what I had, you know, and I just, I didn't know anybody. I walked in and no one talked to me, <laughs> you know, I'm just a stranger walking around. I just felt like, oh, well, this is just like a, I went like, I felt like I went to a mall. <laughs> I went yeah. to a, a oh, window yeah. cleaning mall. That's how yeah. I felt, you know, and I left and that was that. And then I went to the San, San Diego one a convention and that one was a little bit, I, I still didn't know too many people but I definitely felt a lot more camaraderie. That's where I first met Michael Draper. Uh, okay. I met uh, Fernando, uh, um, uh, you know, from uh, Pro Windows. And he's, he's one of the mods now. And I- Nando. Nando, yeah. The, the Nandalorian as we, as we call him. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, so now I started kind of making the connections. And then by the time that we went to Georgia, oh man. I mean, that was, that was, that was my favorite one so far. I mean, I just, felt, I, yeah. I felt every, even just the, the atmosphere and the vibe of, of the convention was different. You know, you could just feel like you said that, that brotherhood feeling or it was just warmth and everyone was trying to help each other. You, you could see people who, when they were, they saw new ones with the tags, they were going up to them and talking to them. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, you could just, it's cool. It's cool to see the, the, um, growth of the organization just in these few years that I've been in it. Yeah. So, uh, Arizona, I think was the first one that I kind of, uh, I'm sorry. It was the one before, I think we did, uh, what was the one before Arizona? Anyway, not to get into the weeds. There, I was going to say, I, I don't know. <laughs> so I'd, done four or five. I'd done four or five and then I stopped going for about five years. And then I, and then I went back and I met Scott Aaron Carantz mm-hmm. and, uh, we really hit it off and I thought, what a great guy. He was on the board. Mm-hmm. So the next year he had mentioned, Hey, you know, you have a good thing going where you're at. And, you know, we're looking to kind of build a, uh, the route, residential commercial type stuff. 
and would you be interested in joining the board? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> I go, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a great, you know, board type. I don't really fit that mold. And uh, he's like, I'll just try it out. Just see what you think. So I, I was on some of the calls and whatever. And I kind of felt like, oh, I could add a little bit to this. Or I could add a little bit to that. So I, was, I told him, I said, you know what? I'll join the board. I'll give it a three years and see what happens. Well, the first year, you know, I was kind of struggling along and, and just started finding places where I could help out and where I could add some, add something. And the next year it got, it just grew. And the next year it grew. And I got to see, you know, like Jason uh, really do a lot of things that were great for the IWCA. And then I saw, you know, Butch, mm -hmm. you know, and then, uh, and he did, oh, David, and then David, yeah, David, David and Butch did a lot of heavy lifting, you know, to, to streamline where we are, where we kind of got rid of our a management company, right? Taking a lot of was we were struggling with because they weren't getting done what we kind of needed them to get done. Mm -hmm. And then Paul um, came in and he did, I mean, he, his leadership through this whole thing has been paramount to where, where we are now. I mean, he really has, he, he took the heavy lifting and then just did it even more. I mean, he went all the way with it and, and his leadership has made the IWCA so much easier. All the board members, it's made it easier for all the board members and to do what we are good at. It allows us to not get in the weeds of all this other stuff because Paul's taking care of almost the hard, the hardest things, which allows us to do what we love and give back what we can. Right. Yeah. And that's added to the IWC even more. So it's just kind of been this cohesive brotherhood of, you know, board members that have just really gotten to thrive because of literally what Butch, David, Jason, and now Paul have done. Yeah. So, so, so tell me, so th when the board meets, like, what what are you guys like talk what are you, what are your goals as a group i mean cuz i know you guys have a lot of decisions to make and obviously i think a lot of that like you said the heavy lifting has been done for the the modern day changes but when you guys meet like what is uh, especially like a, the president like what's what's your what's your role to do with the group what is what do you feel like that's what you're supposed to do like what's your leadership role well i mean literally um, lead the meetings uh call stuff to action, whatever, you know, um, get, take votes on what the committees. So the committees basically get together and they come out, they come up with ideas and changes and um, creative ways to, to benefit our, our membership as a whole. Mm -hmm. And they bring it to um, the executive committee and the board as, as a whole. So once they've come up with this, then we'll, as a board, take a vote on it, and then we deliver it to the membership. Here's what we voted on, and here's how this goes. So we kind of vet what they bring in, and then it leaves room for discussion, and we try to just, basically we filter. I'd say we just filter. Okay, that's, like, that's a good term. Yeah, filtering kind of what's finding out what's important, right? Kind of screening. But I mean, what, the glass committee is doing amazing things. They just put a glass guide together, uh, which goes in depth on all types of glass surfaces, manufacturing glass 
defects. I mean, you name it, it's all, and that's coming out really soon. They've been working really hard on that. Sheila's been heading that up and Kurt, and they've done a really good job with that, you know, and then you have the social media cup, the social media committee with Peter leading. Yeah. That. Peter's doing really good. Yeah. Peter, Peter's amazing. Right. <clears throat> so he's doing a really good job with that. Um, Scott's always there adding things to everything. He's great. You know, I, I got to say, when I went to in San Diego, when I went to the um, the banquet, you know, again, I didn't know anybody. Michael Draper was the one who said, hey, just sit with me because he was the first one that I kind of knew. Yeah. But you, Dave and Scott really just made me feel welcome there. And you, none of you guys knew me. You didn't know who you just knew I was a new guy, <laughs> you know, and um, you all just were so kind and just were like excited to see me you know, even though you didn't know me. And that was, that was really cool. I, I really appreciated that warm. But you know what, I've been on the convention committee. That's been my, my favorite thing I've been on for years. One of my favorite things was being uh, kind of chairing the convention committee. And, and one of the things I really wanted to focus on was, you know, new, new members because, because of my history, which was, I felt left out. Right. So when I got on the board, one of the things I started doing was you know, I created those wallets. Yeah, that's I got yeah. one of those. Yeah, you got one of those. Uh huh. I do. And so we had the new members. Do you have it? Yeah, yeah. I, I was looking for. It. I think I think it's over there. But yeah, your, I, wife, I, your I, wife has it. She has. It, I'm sure. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, but uh, he was the one. He like went doing to, things like everyone. yeah. <laughs> so doing things like that, I thought was really important. You know, to say, hey, you guys are new here. We know you're uncomfortable, but we want to let you know that as a board it was the board members that would be out there mingling with everybody that was new to try to say, Hey, listen, you know, we're here for you. We want you to feel included. We want to, we want you to know that this association could do a lot for you. And if you need to know, if you need help, we'll kind of show you how it can help you. Yeah. So, and really the, the relationships you build in the IWC are, are gotta be one of the best things about the, um, the IWCA. Oh yeah. Uh, I, well, the networking that you can do, you know, and the people that you get to know uh, at the conventions, but just in general, I mean, just because a lot of the, the relationships I've cultivated weren't just at the convention, they started at the convention, but now with social media and especially Facebook and being able to message, I mean, I've, I've made so many friendships and just in, in business, you know, contacts where yeah. I can just call up and say, Hey, you know, I've got a question on this. I know you, you're, you're running your business this way. I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? You know? yeah. And people are generous enough to just say, yeah, Hey, this is what I, you know, this is what I did. This worked for me. This didn't work for me. You know, takes, you know, 20 minute call. I mean, Greg, I mean, I would have died for that in my first 15 years right. of my business. Cause I was exactly. by myself. I was on exactly. my own running the inefficient, losing money left totally. and right, not knowing what I was doing. And now I have access to so many people who have, are 10 years ahead of where I am, I'm at now and have done all those things, you know. I'll add to that with the IWCA. And when you go to the, when you go to the trade shows, you know, and you, you get to see all of these different software companies that show up at the trade show that are there to help you. And, you know, like House Call Pro is one of them. Yeah. Now, uh, and, you know, and like broadly and, um, you know, review service. I met them through at the trade shows and I, I started using them because of the relationship I built with them and man did that help my business I mean that was huge 
And when you get a relation, when you're able to like establish a relationship with somebody at the, at the trade show, who's got this software that can really help your company out. And you don't know, like, it's amazing how much, it, how much it can do for your company. Yeah, that's no, it's true. I, I've, I wish I could quantify how much my business has benefited yeah. from the things I've learned. Like you said, well, we use responsibility. Um, we use the customer factor. Um, all of those were, were stuff that I met at the trade shows, you mm-hmm. know, and and being able to talk and taking classes. Um, I got to know Megan Likes from uh, the trade show as well. And she's been great in ITF, you know, yeah, and uh, just getting guidance from her. But yeah, you, like you said, I mean, there's just so many things. If, if you've got a problem with your business, there, not only is there going to be a, a company there <laughs> that can help you solve it, you're also going to have people who will give honest answers about how those work for them you know, biased answers. And I think that's the part that's gold because, you know, if you're a business owner, you're going to be fed all kinds of stuff from people who just want your money. And you don't always know for sure if that's going to be something that really will help you or it's just, you're going to be throwing money down the drain. Yeah. You'll meet, you'll meet somebody at the, at the trade show um, that does something. And then you'll meet guys that use that, Mm -hmm. their software or whatever, or their tools. Right. And then you can, you were like, oh, use that. Cool. Tell me about it. How's that work? And then it really, you can apply it if you think it will work for your company. So it's really cool. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, I, I am excited for this next chapter. Um, uh, and I guess I really appreciated uh, um, uh, Dave's, you know, leadership. I appreciate yeah. Paul's leadership. And I think you're going to fill that, that role nicely too, because you could, like you said, you could feel the inclusiveness grow as you know as it's gone on and and just that and, and especially the the introduction of the spanish speaking mm-hmm. uh, part uh, that that meant a lot to me i'm not i'm not a spanish speaker i mean I, I know a little bit but i'm not it's not my first language um but i know what it's like to feel underrepresented you know yeah i mean and, and george george has been mm-hmm. in the forefront of that for years yeah. and that's been neat and then this year with uh bringing luis and mm-hmm. nando to the board uh now it's a powerhouse it's going to happen i mean they're already and then we're working on international membership now we already have we have a ton of international um interest Mm -hmm. and that's starting to uh blow up so we actually just created a international program and we want to start doing uh, chapters of the iwca throughout the world and so it really is going to develop into what our name implies an international window cleaning association and that's kind of where we're looking, you know, we're looking at the end and then we're working backwards Very for that. Cool. So cool. it's really cool. But I do want to bring up the IWCLF yeah, yeah. International I, Window. I wanted Cleaning. to ask you about that because this is going to be kind of the, this is going to be a, a, a game changer. So why don't you please tell game us about changer. this is the Le- Legacy Foundation. We want all the Flomies to learn about this. So the Legacy Foundation, this is, like you said, the game changer, I think, for our association. Um, so when I first got on the board, you know, probably the second year I was on the board, maybe the third, um, we were struggling financially a little bit because of our, our uh, management company was just sucking us dry. And I was like, man, why are we struggling? You know, this is the first, why are we struggling? You know, this association is so great. And it was stifling what we could do for people, right? We were just like, well, how do we cut costs? What do we do? So. I was like, why don't we um, ask people to donate to the IWCA um, through their wills and trusts or 
or, you know, like the ex-presidents, you know, the 30 or so ex-presidents we've had, why don't we have them add us as one of the, uh, where they'd leave a little bit of their money when they die. Beneficiaries. Yeah. Beneficiaries. Thank you. So I started bringing that question up and then I was like, okay. And then I figured out that we couldn't raise money. We, you know, if you were the giver, it wasn't a, it wasn't a tax deductible gift because we were established as a 501c6 and a lot of associations are 501c6s it's pretty normal mm -hmm. however if you were a 501c3 you have to meet certain parameters to be a 501c3 um, government guidelines and i looked at them and we met three of the six reasons you can be a 501c3 education uh safety um training i think were the three i can't remember but there were three big ones that we we met and so we started i started talking to paul and about you know, how do we do this and so we started uh meeting with our our tax advisors and our um basically a couple business advisors and we came up with the the fact that we could actually create a 501c3 we couldn't trans, we couldn't change the 501c6 to a 501c3, mm -hmm. but we could build a 501c3 that mirrored the 501c6. Gotcha. So nothing really has to change as you still have the same uh, structure mm -hmm. to simplify it. And they both go hand in hand, but they work together as one. So what the 501c6 offers us is the ability to raise money. And for the giver, it's tax deductible now and that is now a done thing so the international window cleaning legacy foundation endowment is now real and and i actually signed off on my life insurance already boom so i was the first one i want since it was kind of my idea then but then paul took it over and found that the susan harwood grant is out there and if you um, have an alliance with osha like we do it's a slam dunk hmm. So the Susan Harwood, this is where it gets big, allows us, that grant allows us to do training and education um, for free. Wow. That's awesome. So now, and not just to members, to anyone. Yeah. So now we're, we're, we've been ramping up our training. Um, we have a certified training program now mm -hmm. where we can get guys to become certified trainers and then they can go out and train on behalf of the IWCA yeah. to get people, uh, you know. And Ke Kevin posted on that in ITF. And I, I don't think, I think we got to keep building that up because I don't think people appreciate what's, what the benefits of that are. Because, you know, yeah, like you said, you could be a big company or you could just be a single guy. You can get the safety training that you need to ensure right. that you go home and see your family at the end. Of and the, the goal is to have, you know, zones or have you know as many zones as we can so the traveling expense is lowered and then we have guys that will actually go out to you and be able to train you but we'll have to we'll have to have enough people to make that work but we're we set the you know we set it in motion and it's it's coming so we're working hard to get that going it's pretty cool i'm really excited about that um yeah so there's a lot of things going on and then the money that we raise as a nonprofit through endowment or through uh, wills and trusts or just in in kind giving or donations, mm -hmm. that money now um, 
can be used for things like what you guys have done at the ITF, mm -hmm. where somebody gets injured on the job or gets cancer, whatever. Um, we haven't figured out the form yet. We're working on that, but some sort of um, basically they can fill out something, like an application, send it to us, and then we can actually gift money to them to help support their needs. And I'm really excited about that. That's really interesting. Um, see, it's one of the things where we're at right now with, with ITF is, you know, we're, we're like, do we incorporate? Do we become an entity, you know, and are we going to become a nonprofit? You know, what's our next stage? And we're, we're, we're there, but we're just not quite there yet where we're ready to do all the work that's necessary. Because once it happens, I mean, that's a lot of work, you know, and, and now, I mean, we, we already work a lot already, you know, and we're just, we're just mods. That's all we are. Uh, and we do a lot of organizing. We do everything on our own time. And a lot of times we're spending our own money, you know, and so we would love to have some type of entity where, you know, just from sales, uh, we could advertise on the podcast and get income from there where we could have, have there, you know, but I'm wondering if there's something, cause, cause ultimately the, the goal with, any money that we raise, we want it to go to education and we want it to go to uh, philanthropy, you know, helping someone, a window cleaner who's in, in harm, I'm wondering if there's a way we could incorporate that fundraising efforts into the legacy as opposed to, you know, us forming a, 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 a you know, L I mean, we may have to do that anyways, depending on, on where we go. But I mean, that's exactly what we're looking to do. We want, we want to have a fund that we know will be used to help fellow window cleaners who are hurt, you know, or, you know, have expenses that they can't, you know, can't afford uh, because of illness or, you know, something else. But uh, we'll have to get more discussion on that um, and see if there's something. You know, you guys are so aligned with the IWCA. It's almost like you are the IWCA. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, you're, you're, you're pretty much like a leg of the IWCA for yeah. what you guys do. I mean, I like when you guys, uh, when what, what was the gal's name that lost all of her equipment stolen out of her truck? Oh yeah, that was uh, um, the the drink clean. Yeah, it was uh, Kane and um, uh, Brooke. Yeah, from when that ha when that happened and you guys stepped up and and then uh, reached out to like I think Tucker donated some stuff. Yeah, Sean, Sean did. Mm -hmm. um, who he, else? he replaced any Tucker equipment that they had purchased from him. Right. I mean, I mean it was amazing. It was that's pretty. Amazing. I mean, that kind of stuff needs to continue. That's yeah that's what brings us together right mm -hmm. yeah and, and you know and the, and the thing too greg the mods had very little to do with that other than we made the announcement and the the i the people of itf were the ones who stepped up and said i have this you know may could you use it i've got this piece of equipment i'll send it to you oh i've got some money let me just send it to you to help you get a car or get another truck right. you know? and it just like you said within 24 hours they had enough because they were worried they were going to lose a week of work you know and they were they weren't going to be able to pay their more their their rent, and within 24 hours they they didn't miss a day of work. They got the money to to pay you know. Their, I mean it's just amazing you know. And as as mods we all we did was set the stage and said this here's the need and everyone else did everything. And that's I think that's what makes ITS special, is that there's people who are willing to help when there's a need. And we like you said we want to encourage that you know we want to make sure they feel that their efforts are not in vain, that what they're doing, the energy they're putting forth is actually going to a place that actually helps people. Mm -hmm. As long as we can maintain that and make sure that we are above board to them and as transparent as we can, that we're not profiting individually, 
that'll continue to be sustained. And that's what we continue to work for, you know, work to do. I, I totally agree with that. And I think that that's one of the reasons why I, I'm a big ITF fan, you know? Yeah. Oh, we're glad to have you. <laughs> I mean, hopefully you see uh, me putting stuff on there all the time. I'm always loving the page. I really don't do Facebook. I try to stay away from Facebook a whole lot throughout the day, but usually once a day I get on there and I'll just scroll through and comment and try to help people out and yeah. say whatever. Yeah, absolutely. No, well, we appreciate you being a part of ITF and, and, we really appreciate all the work that you do with IWCA, you know, and, and uh, we know that you'll, you'll be a good president and you're going to, yeah, I know you got a lot of work ahead of you, but you, you got the well, right. I was time. actually, I was actually nominated to president. I was actually, actually confirmed as president, I think January. So I'm already the president. And so because of COVID, right, we had to do right. a pivot so that January, instead of being at the convention, right, it was a board meeting. And now, so I'm already in it, but it, Another great thing about being on the board, and I just have to say this before we go, is, you know, it, it, it forces you to grow. I mean, this is not my skill set. Yeah. Like being a board leader, it's not my thing. I mean, this gavel, you know, like, so that's not me. I'm more, I'm more of a casual, unstructured um, type of guy. But it's fun for me because guess what? I've gotten to do something that I wasn't very good at and, I've, mm -hmm. and it's helped me to grow, you know, and then getting in front of people. Um, I'm great with small groups, but in front of big groups, it's not my thing. Mm -hmm. So it, it's helped me to grow on to that too. Like, you know, as on a personal level, I'm just talking yeah. about personal level. Yeah, yeah. So another thing, you know, you just, you just do it, just go for it, you know, yeah. and try to, and you prepare and, do the best you can, you know, other people are better at it than you, but you know what? It doesn't matter. You're doing the best you can. That's all we ask for everybody on the board. Well, you know, if, if I, if I may make an observation, um, I think you're kind of an ideal president for the IWC because window cleaners are not the corporate type, right? We're not the polished type, generally speaking. So um, if, if people who are independent and kind of have their own way and, and maybe not, you know, super, you know, buttoned up and everything, and they see someone who is the leader of an organization and they're very proper. And again, nothing wrong with being that if, if that is your personality and you become the president. But I think a, a presidency like yours, you provide a leadership uh, with a personality type that I think a lot in our industry can, we can relate to and we can say, Hey, yeah, you know, this is a guy that is, is friendly. He's down to earth. You know, if he's got something to say, I think I'll listen to it, you know, as opposed to someone who they feel like is out of their reach or maybe doesn't understand the things that they're dealing with, you know, and, I appreciate you saying that. I mean, I never even thought about that. I've yeah. always felt like, gosh, you know, Christina, you know, Christina, she was on, um, the, she's been on the board for years. I think, I think I've met her, but I don't know her very well. Yeah. She, you know, we're very similar. We're down to earth people. And she was, she was really concerned about how, you know, she would be the, pre I think she would have been an amazing president. And I, I still think she will. And I hope she decides to do it someday, but you know, she was concerned that she wouldn't represent um, the presidency because of that. Hmm. And so I appreciate you saying that. And I hope she hears this because um you know that means a lot thank you 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for all the work and especially for making time for this interview. I, I know it was uh, been a busy day for both of us and, and yeah. I, I appreciate it. I'm glad we got to talk, but uh, thanks again, Greg. Appreciate your time. Uh, please sit, tell your family hi for us too. I will. All right, buddy. Right now. And thank Take you, Tommy. You guys have a great week and thanks so much for listening.